You know, back in my day, it used to be, the question used to be, what are teenagers listening to? What movies are they watching? What TV shows do they like? These days, I guess the big question is, what are teenagers doing online? And every five years, the Pew Research Institute in the States, in the United States, sets out to find out. Uh, so it turns out they certainly aren't spending all their time scrolling through Facebook posts. And we know that. Uh, what social media are they staring at? And how? And how are they accessing it? And why? Well, it turns out they're looking at videos, mainly, mostly on YouTube. In fact, almost all teenagers in America between the ages of 13 and 17 surveyed, more than 1,300 for this one, spend a lot of time on YouTube. Um, their interests are a mix of old and new. So YouTube is there at 17 years old. It is the dominant social media site, according to the study. Uh, but so is TikTok. And TikTok is brand new. In fact, it's so new that it wasn't even included in the last survey. It didn't exist. Um, and it's something about, you know, 67% of teens are on TikTok as well. So what did they find out? Why are teens using the social media platforms that they're using? How often are they using them? Are they using them too much? Uh, why are they flocking to them? Why are they abandoning other ones? Lots of interesting questions there. And joining me now is Emily Vogels. Uh, she's a research associate at the Pew Research Center in Washington, D.C., and co-author of the report Teens, Social Media and Technology 2022. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. It is quite the report. Uh, if we wanted to know what teens were up to online, this pretty much dives right into it. There's some big changes going on, even since the last time you did this. Uh, what are teens drifting towards and what are they moving away from? Yeah, well, as you mentioned, one of the big stories from this report is the changing landscape for teens of social media. The last time we got comparable data was in 2014, 2015, and a lot has happened since then. We've seen TikTok arise. It debuted in North America in 2018, and it's now a major platform for teens. While Facebook was a dominant platform in 2014, 2015, this new survey finds that that's no longer the case. And the role of some other media platforms has also changed. The share of teens using Instagram and Snapchat, Snapchat has risen, and the share of Twitter and Tumblr users has fallen. The most common online platform that we see today is teens using YouTube, with 95% saying that they use this platform. And Pew Research Centers had a long history of studying tech adoption amongst Americans, both teens and adults. And it's been several years since we last studied teens and their tech habits. So, so much has changed. It felt like prime time to get an updated reading on teens' experiences. Yeah, I mean, are you seeing any, I mean, the obvious trend here is towards videos and images, right? I mean, we, we know that Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, obviously has had a meteoric rise, uh, YouTube, but 95% of teens using YouTube, 67% using TikTok, that's that's pretty astounding in terms of reach. Yeah, we see lots of interesting and engaging numbers here. We see that, as you mentioned, 95% of teens are using YouTube with about a fifth of teens saying they're almost constantly on YouTube. And we've seen that these numbers have been changing over time, but when we did focus groups for this research before launching it, what we found was that the decisions that teens were making about what platforms they were going to use was not driven by necessarily the content on the platform so much as who was using it. If they wanted to stay in contact with family, they were going to the platform that their family was on. If they were trying to stay in contact with their friends, they were going to pick up platforms that their friends were using. 
So it makes sense that teens, if everyone's talking about things on YouTube or everyone's talking about stuff on TikTok, they're going to want to be where everyone else is. It's teenage nature, right? They want to know what their friends are talking about and what their friends are doing. That's what we heard in the focus groups. They want to stay in touch with what those around them are engaging with. And so that seems to be what the teens in our focus groups were saying is what guided their choices and what they were engaging in. One of the interesting things that you found as well was the number, and you mentioned this briefly when it came to uh, YouTube, is just how often they engage with these platforms. You use the term chronically online at one point, and that number has risen a lot for teens as well. We see that so many teens are engaging with the internet on a very frequent basis. We see that almost all teens are online almost daily and 46% of teens are online almost constantly. When we look at the top five social media sites or top five online platforms that we asked about, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, we see that 35% of teens report using at least one of these sites almost constantly. So we're seeing that teens are engaging relatively frequently with these types of platforms. It offers, I mean, one of the things you also looked into was the downside of that, teens themselves telling you that they would have a hard time disengaging from some of those platforms. We saw that about 54% of teens said that it would be somewhat or very difficult or hard to give up using social media. However, it's worth noting that 46% of teens said that it would be somewhat easy or very easy to do. In fact, we see that a fifth of teens say that it would be very easy for them to give up using social media. So it's not a monolithic story to say that it would be challenging for all teens. In fact, we see some division here. What impact did the pandemic have? So we didn't ask in this study directly about the pandemic, but when we were talking to teens in the focus groups that we conducted before launching this survey, we did hear teens mention how the pandemic informed what platforms they were engaging with and what they were doing online. So in those focus groups, we asked teens lots of questions about their online habits. And one of the questions was, why are you using the sites that you're using? Or what sites did you start using? And we heard a lot of teens mention that during the pandemic, when it first started, they started looking around and going, how can I stay connected with friends and family that I can no longer see in person? And so we saw in those focus groups that teens started looking around for ways to stay connected with people they would have online or they would have stayed connected with in person, but now had to do so online. One of the other things I found really interesting is just how fast moving this ecosystem is. I mean, here's a report that, you know, eight years is not an eternity in the media business, needless to say. People's habits don't change that quickly when it came to other mediums over time. But in this space, they seem to move at a lightning pace. So you don't even know what the what it would look like in five years at this point, would you? Change in the social media sphere is very rapid and dynamic and nuanced. You know, even in the time between doing focus groups to launching the survey, you can have certain sites come into the public sphere that people are suddenly talking about that they weren't talking about a few months ago or a few weeks ago. And we've been doing research on teens tech habits now for over two decades and change is a constant in this. And 
you know, even in 2014, 2015, we saw teens that were using Google Plus or Vine and those platforms no longer exist today. And so it's a very dynamic and ever-changing space, which makes it such an interesting topic. Yeah, it'd be interesting to show the current crop of survey, more than a thousand teens in the U.S., the current crop, what the previous crop was looking at to see if they even recognized some of those names. Um, you also found how teens are accessing uh, social media, as well as just getting online has changed too. that the, the idea of the personalization of it, because so many more have smartphones has really changed as well or continues to change. In the current study, we saw that fully 95% of teens have access to a smartphone and 90% have access to a desktop or laptop computer at home. And while that desktop or laptop uh, computer access number is about the same as what it was in 2014, 2015, we did see a notable rise from what we saw in 2014, 2015 for the smartphone ownership with about a 20% increase. So we are seeing that rise of access to the internet in people's hands, in their pockets on that day-to-day -day basis. Which must lend itself in some ways, without drawing too many conclusions, must lend itself in some ways to their ability to choose what they want to see. This is not a family decision. This is their decision, plus the amount of time they can spend staring down at their phones, right? You saw that with those who are constantly engaged. In our focus groups, we heard teens talking about how they were navigating that, whether it was their screen times and thinking about the decisions that they're making about these sites. But in the survey itself, uh, this report, we did ask teens about their views on the amount of time that they were spending on these sites. And we saw that 55% uh, of teens said that they felt they were spending about the right amount of time on social media. 36% felt like they were spending too much time and there was 8% who felt that they were spending too little amount of time on these sites. So it's interesting to see how teens are thinking about what the right amount of time for being on these uh, platforms is. Was there anything that stood out to you? Any surprises in here? Things you didn't expect once you'd done this, the, the focus groups and then went on to the survey? I think one of the most striking findings, in my opinion, is the emergence of TikTok. It debuted in North America in 2018, and it is now one of the top plat online platforms for teens. We see that it rocketed to popularity with now two thirds of teens saying that they ever use TikTok and 16% of all teens say that they're using it almost constantly. So to see a platform come onto the scene so quickly and so strongly was very fascinating to me. Yeah, and such a coveted audience too, right? That 14 to, you know, that 13 to 17 year old audience for advertisers, for anybody in the tech market. And we're seeing them change too, trying to other platforms, trying to adopt a TikTok success in some ways. That's one of the interesting things looking at change over time in this space is that while we see change in the platforms that teens are using, it's also that platforms that have been around a while are also changing during this time. It's not that Facebook in 2014, 2015 is identical to what Facebook is today. So it's interesting to see how these platforms are also evolving and changing and how that might interplay with how teens are engaging with those platforms. I guess in a nutshell, what your survey really does show is just how fundamentally important uh, social media has become in the life of the average American teenager. We see that so many teens are using these platforms on a daily basis. In fact, we see that, as I said, 
35% of teens are using at least one of the top five sites almost constantly, but so many teens are using these sites daily. There's majorities of teens using YouTube and TikTok daily and about half are using Instagram or Snapchat on a daily basis. So even if it's not almost constant use, there is very regular use of these platforms in teens' lives. I know this may be outside your purview, Emily, but where would you like to see this research used? How would you like people to to take this and then run with it? Because you found out the data and now it's up to others to figure out how to interpret it or what to do with it, right? I think the data has so much interesting nuance within it that definitely things to look into and continue exploring is a lot of the whys behind this. While we might not have been able to answer why teens are using certain sites or why they were drawn to particular platforms at this particular point in time, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to explore there, both with teens and adults, of the whys behind all of this. Thank you, Emily Vogels. And I should mention to our listeners that Emily did her PhD in New Brunswick, so she's uh, fully fully aware of Canada as well. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Yes, thank you for having me.